Welcome to episode 20 of Offbeat Tracks. We made it to 20 episodes. I Who knew? Know. And it's time for another one of our special episodes. I'm so excited. We love these. Okay. Um, so if you missed episode 10, what we're doing every 10 episodes is we've, we're coming up with some criterion, some topics, some superlative, and we're each coming up with a little list of answers, and then we're writing down our ultimate answer and passing it to the other one during recording for them to open and then for us to debate this topic. So our topic today... Um, Last time we did this, by the way, it was about songs that we thought the other one would hate, and then it delved into a good conversation about songs that we actually, in fact, hated. It's really funny. That was episode 10. Go check that one out. Um, But today, for episode 20, we are doing uh, protest songs. Yes. It's the woke edition. Yeah. And I think for this, like for hate songs, we had a lot of criteria on laid out, but for this one, um, I think basically these are better the wider you can interpret Mm -hmm. the, the... the term protest. So I think whatever whatever protest song means to you, a song that was protesting something in some way, I think is fair. Yeah, we'll see. I I don't know. I have like one that I actually love more than the others, but it's not a great song, but it's my favorite. But I'm picking the one that's my favorite song that is actually universally good. But do you think it is a better protest song than the other one? I think the other one's a more, a more pure protest song, but this is also a protest song. Okay. They're both well, I'm go. I'm going with, I, I actually, I think this is the most, uh, my answer, well here, I'll, I'll explain. Let me open yours first since you just oh, gave, you explained okay. yours. Okay. So this is Danielle's answer. I, by the way, I do feel like there is a small chance that we wrote the same song. I feel like if I wrote the thing that I was going to write, we might've done the same song. Okay. Well, Danielle's answer, as you just heard her describe her criterion is Stevie Wonders, You Haven't Done Nothing. Yeah. I actually don't know this song. It is song. a jam, Max. Okay, it's about so, Nixon, who's my thing oh. right now. You know me, I'm obsessed with Nixon. Okay, so, so explain. He, he basically wrote a song that's like talking about how Nixon's the worst and he's a liar and he hasn't done nothing. It's featuring the Jackson 5 with a really cool doo-doo-wop. It is a fantastic song. It's wow. super funky. It's like 1974. It came out two days before Nixon resigned. So it was like in the middle of the kerfuffle, if you will. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, it was actually sampled for third base as Pop Goes the Weasel. Oh. Yeah, that's basically Okay. Song. I learned a lot of things So today. you didn't write down Stevie Wonders. You don't. No, I did not write down Stevie Wonders. I did that mostly because but it's, I think that it's a our- great song. It's super funky and awesome. And it's a protest song. And I love Nixon. But we are sick and tired of hearing the song Telling how you are gonna change right from wrong Cause if you really want to hear our views You haven't done nothing Okay. And it's not as silly as the song I wanted to okay, write down. Okay, well, hold on before you open mine. Oh my god. Again, <laughs> best protest song. When I think protest song, I think... A song that is protesting something or that is being subversive to something in any way. So I picked you a song. You totally are going to pick the one I was going to pick. <laughs> I picked a song that I actually do happen to love that I think is a very misunderstood song, but is definitely subversive um, in a very clever way. In a way that's so clever that a lot of people didn't get it. And I think a lot of people still uh, don't get it. Mine was pretty clear. So okay. this is probably not the. Uh, <laughs> ho, ho, ho! Starship, we built this city. Yes. That's a very good one that Thank I didn't you. even think of. I thought you might argue with me on that. But you, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so I picked We Built This City because, first of all, it was written by giant powerhouses of pop music. Mm-hmm. It was written by Bernie Topin, Martin Page, yeah. um, Peter Wolf, who I love. He and his wife, Ina, released uh, an album called uh, Wolf and Wolf in the 80s that was good stuff. Mm. Um, 
And uh, Dennis Lambert, who was a, a big studio producer and musician, he was a co-producer and co-writer of the song Night Shift by the Commodores. So these were pop pop giants who wrote this song over grief with record labels. And mm-hmm. so they wrote this song that was very obviously goofy, like cheesy corporate pop to be subversive about it. And then they gave it to a group, Starship, who has roots in, of course, we all know Starship yeah. goes all the way back to Jefferson Airplane, who was a huge protest group in the 60s. And so here they are now singing this goofy, very obviously like corporate rock song. Um, so Blender Magazine, which I always is, thought this was about something different. Blender Magazine is the worst publication that has ever been in music journalism. <laughs> okay. I hated Blender. <laughs> okay. It was the editor was Joe Levy. I hated when Joe Levy would come up on VH1 yeah. and offer his stupid commentary when I was a kid because I never agreed with anything that he said. Um, this was this is an actual comment from the editor of Blender Magazine because Blender Magazine, at some point before they tanked and burned in flames and music journalism got better, um, had made a list of the worst songs of all time and they picked yeah. We Built This City as the worst song of all time. I remember that. So this is, this is the actual quote from the editor on why he picked uh, We Built This City as the worst song of all time. Quote, it purports to be anti-commercial but reeks of 80s corporate rock commercialism. Wow, Craig, nothing gets past you there, does it, buddy? <laughs> See, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that was probably intentional. See, I always heard a different story behind this song that wasn't that. I totally get that story. I always thought this was like a thing about the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, them trying to get it in San Francisco instead of Cleveland, and that was like their advertisement for like we built this city on rock and roll. I think fuck you, Cleveland. <laughs> I think that that's a little bit of like a, a, a is that they, an urban myth. I, I, I want to use the term backronym, but that's not right because we're we're it's like yeah. I think that's a. a a, it's a retcon. That's what I was thinking. I think mm. it's a retcon for the story. I mean, I think that it it was very clearly written by people who were pissed off with record labels that wanted something from them that they didn't want to do, and they're putting their foot down, going, "No, damn it, we built this city. This was ours. We built this. Yeah. We're, we make. We're your bread and butter. We make you the money." Um. Uh, by the yeah. way, I, I have one more uh, quote from that awful Blender editor. <laughs> you just can't get enough. <laughs> so this this was another quote mm-hmm. from why he hates this song. <laughs> and more proof of why no one under 30 should ever be doing music journalism. Uh, <laughs> okay. Who is Marconi? What is the Mamba? The Mamba is the deadliest snake in the world, so he must have meant Mambo, but it sounds so much like Mamba that every lyrics site writes it that way. It makes sense neither way. Thanks again, Craig. He's... Who is Marconi? I mean, really, like, a two-second Google search would have answered that for you. <laughs> Marconi does play the mambo, okay? Yeah, right. Who counts the money underneath the bar, Max? <laughs> That's right. We have not found out the answer to that question yet. Looking for America, cutting through your schools. <laughs> That's right. Marconi. You want access to the kids because the kids are where the money is, and we're mm-hmm. the ones cutting to the schools for you. Grace Slick is going to get right to your kids. Never forget it. Um, oh, that's a scary thought. I hate Grace Slick. <laughs> There, um, there was a very funny quote I found too from uh, Mickey, uh, Mickey, um, is it Thomas? Is that his last name? The lead singer of Starship. Um, oh, it's talking, like Marty or something. No, it's Mickey. Mickey his name's Mickey. I think something. it's Mickey Thomas. Anyway, um, he was talking about Blender choosing their song, and he kind of wore it like a badge of honor. And he said, "Well, they tanked, and we're still around, so I guess we won." <laughs> 
I love it. <laughs> that is true. I mean. Okay, so I want to hear some of your other uh, choices for um, best protests. Well, the one I was going to pick before I decided, I was like, let's do something with like a little more like Nixon to it because I love me some Nixon right now. Um, I was going to pick Artists United Against Apartheid. Sun oh, Sun City. City. Which is my all-time favorite. Yes. Um, God, I love that Got song. say, ah, 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 ain't gonna play Sun City. City. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, God, I love that song. And it's such, I think it's such a good, of that whole charity album. Yeah, charity songs were so big then. Charity songs were so big. This, to me, was the one that actually was concrete. It actually it had was, a meeting. Oh, man, like, what a great answer. How yeah, did I not like, think of that? Feed the children. They are starving. That was like the other ones. And it's like, no, okay, this, all right, feed the this children. This was like, hey, Olivia Newton-John at all, please stop playing this. Yeah. This it was really venue. Queen was the one they were most pissed off at because they were just like, you know, yeah. stop playing these. They were like, Queen, go yeah. kill yourselves. <laughs> stop playing this. And Queen was like... Yo, dog, I just got to get paid. Yeah, right. So that's exactly how Freddie Mercury would have said it. Yo, dog, just got to get paid. That's right. Uh, yeah, so I, what I love about this song is that it's like truly got a concrete like cause to it. And it's the most diverse of all of those songs. Because by the time you get to Sun City, which I don't know what year that was. I should have looked that 83, up. 83? I think, no, it's past that. It's like 85 at the earliest. It might be late 85. I might have looked Maybe it, it was that late. Hold on. It was I'll past it Live Aid. Was it really? Yes. It was past Live Aid, which was like July of 85. So I want to say it's like late 85, early 86. It was 1985, yeah. Okay, it's like late 85. So it's right in the middle of all the charity mumbo jumbo. But it's the most diverse of all of them. You can see like the changing music industry. Because like even like We Are the World and despite a few people like Jackson and Lionel Richie and like Diana Ross and stuff, largely white because the music industry is largely white. <laughs> Sun City is cool because you get, you get like rappers in there. You've got like Run DMC and like Gil Scott Heron and like it's largely black and of course well it was people bringing an issue too to the united states who probably a lot of people in the u.s didn't know what was going on with the apartheid thing or how bad it was anyway oh yeah or that there were some artists that they loved playing this venue Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good answer yeah i think it's like very it's a very diverse set of people in like bruce springsteen of course bono's got to get his big hit in it if you look in the video he's got like this is a very rare moment of Bono, which is when he was at his like visually worst. He's got like uh, the big old fluffy mullet, but he's also got a creepy beard. Ew. Bono with a beard is so creepy. Yikes. There's a reason why you don't see it much later than that. It is a very, very stark moment in time. Um, but he's there doing that. Bruce Springsteen singing like he's constipated, but oh, you know, yeah. you got to do it. Next to like Gil Scott Bless Heron, Bruce. who looks so cool. And Bruce Springsteen's like... <laughs> <laughs> gotta poop yeah right, what else is on your list oh my god i have so many um let's see public enemies 911 is a joke oh that's it's a good a one jam. yeah i think that counts as a yeah, protest that's a song good for one. sure oh god cranberry zombie whoa that's great answer one. yeah especially because that's such a uh free to decide you could also put on that list oh yeah, yeah. what i love about zombie is that like good i think one. so many good people answer. sing it and so many people know it and they don't really think about what it's about
Creed and Clearwater Revival's Fortunate Son, which is one of my favorites, even though I hate Creed and Clearwater Revival and John Fogarty. Um, did you know? Lot. Did you know that U two covered that song in the nineties? I bet it's terrible. Isn't that the weirdest thing? Um, I only know about that because I happened to be listening to Alice Cooper's radio show one night <laughs> about six years ago, and he brought that up and he played it, and I was like, "What is this? Is it the worst?" I mean, but it's a weird. Like, why would they even do that? Why would you two cover that song? It doesn't make any sense. Maybe they're still mad about the draft. I don't know. That would be a Bono thing to be like, anyway. I'm still not over this. Someday, bloody Sunday. <laughs> Some folks are born made to wave a flag. Yeah, the red, white, and blue. When the band plays hail to the chief. Yeah, that boy, the Canada U2 has a lot of them, too. But oh, yeah. I'm not Sunday, talking about them, Sunday, but I think yeah. that they're... Yeah. Sunday Bloody Sunday is a good one, yeah. That's yeah. a good protest um, Sex Pistols. Oh, Eric really K, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. there's, you know, yeah. the whole punk movement. Yeah, that really. works. Uh, let's see. Um, I've got, like, a whole... Rage Against the Machine is also a classic. Yeah, they... Fun fact. Um, did you know that after 9-11, um, Clear Channel sent a memo to all mm-hmm. of their music stations... And it was a list of songs that they wanted all radio stations to pull immediately. And the list is absurd, by the way. If you ever look at it, it's like Walk Like an Egyptian is on the list. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's really absurd. But there was only one group whose entire catalog was pulled. Rage. And it was Rage Against the Machine. I remember they had uh, John Lennon's, they wanted to change the lyrics to John Lennon's uh, Imagine, Imagine yeah. to be like, no religion to was now one religion to. Yes. Like, are you getting me? Yeah, whatever. That was also on my list is John Lennon's Imagine. Imagine. Okay. I don't love it. Don't I've never either. loved John Lennon. Me I'm either. a Ringo girl. If we ever want to have a Ringo show, you are never going to win a Ringo show, but. You don't want me to talk about John Lennon, so let's just move on. Uh, yeah, Bruce Springsteen's "Born in the USA." That yes, that's Reagan a great did one. Not that get. One, that one was on. <laughs> that one was on my list also. I mean, um, I have a ton of them. All right, so here's a, a few that I have. Uh, mm-hmm. The first song I always think of when I think protest songs is Eve of Destruction by Barry Maguire. Do I don't you know think I've ever song? heard that one. That's a good one. Um, and I I think that that one is stuck in my mind because around 2009, 10, I went down to visit a friend in Nashville, and she took me to this little show. And this dude who opened the show uh, sang Eve of Destruction and changed some of the lyrics to make it about things that were going on now, about how they're burning the Koran right here in Nashville and everything. It, it was very powerful. And I, I, wow. did, I didn't know that song at the time, and I went home and looked it up, and it was, it was a Vietnam song uh, originally. But re- yeah, really good protest song. Eastern world, it is exploding, violence flaring, bullets loading, you're old enough to kill. But not for voting, you don't believe in war. Boards and gun you toting, and even the Jordan River has bodies floating. But you tell me over and over. And over. For what it's worth, Buffalo Springfield. 
Oh, that's a good, good one. Protest song. Um, I I went with a couple of Bush era songs because I was actually going to mention this. The, the one good thing about having a shit president is that the the music gets better. Mm-hmm. The protest music gets well. good. So the two that I could remember, um, or actually three that I remembered, I wrote down three. Uh, Sleater Kenny's "Off with Your Head." I've never heard that. Uh, that was actually on a compilation called "Rock Against Bush." Um, a, a lot per- of the two thousands I was asleep for. Uh, a perfect circles counting bodies like sheep to the rhythm of the war drums. That was a. That's probably the most blatantly anti-Bush song. Sounds it. It sounds it. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I the video is like animated people. George Bush, like herding sheep down, and then like one sheep crawls away, and it gets a big S implanted on it, and then gets struck down by all these riot police and everything. Like it's Ooh, pretty. Dear. It's intense. Go back to sleep. from pain and truth and choice. And Green Day's American Idiot. I was about to say, like, that whole American Idiot album yeah. is interesting, and I hated it at the time. I think... <laughs> Me, I still love it. I mean, like, it's one of those things I've heard later, and I'm like, wow, that's like a really good... I will shamelessly love Green Day for all my I, life. I think it's like, it's it's a pretty good stamp of that cultural time mm-hmm, to me. Mm-hmm, and so, like, mm-hmm. I didn't really realize at a time, because when you're in it, you don't necessarily realize it, even yep. though I was a Bush hater. But, <laughs> I mean, I just, it just didn't really speak to me. But, like, now that I hear it now, I'm like, wow, that really is, like, 2003 right there. That is what that year was. And I don't, I think my problem with like the 2000s Bush kind of protest music thing, that whole rock movement is that like a lot of it is so whiny and is performed with a lot of whiny songs about like how much you hate your parents. And I could never really take it. Right. It seriously. Right, right. So like that's what a lot of that Green Day. And I think Green Day releasing that album was sort of them going, hey guys, we're like the closest thing that this modern era has to like punk punk music that has a wide audience. Very true. So it was kind of them, I thought, roping in their fan base going, guys, we really need to focus because there's some bad stuff going on right now. Yeah, I think that's... Because that album came out right after Bush got reelected and everybody was so shocked that Bush got reelected and people were indignant and angry that Bush got reelected. it came out like before. Wasn't like summer 2003 or something? No, no, no. I think, I'm pretty sure it came out 2000. I was like, oh, because I maybe, remember, maybe it was right before. I think he it got was re-elected. like right when I started college. I started college in like August, I'm looking, September. I, you, you may be right. I was thinking that album came out in 2005, but I could be wrong. Uh, but no, I mean, it, okay, was right. it, was, it, was, it was right after the it was, war started. It was right before he uh, was reelected. It came out September 20th of 2004. So yeah, I mean, oh, okay, we're, so we're I'm in the era. Behind. Okay. Yeah. All right. But yeah, it was that era. There was yeah, there was were hype over the reelection. People did not want Bush to be, well, people like Green Day did not want Bush to be reelected and we're very angry that he was going to be reelected. So, there you go. Um, I only have two more on my list, and these actually both came from my mom, because I pitched this at her. My yeah. mom was like a hippie, and so uh, she reminded me that there is a long-standing urban legend that the song Ba Ba Black Sheep is actually a protest song against wool tax. I had never heard this, but I googled it, and I could not confirm this. This has never been confirmed, because it's such an old song, yeah. but apparently this is like a protest to wool tax that lasted up until like 15th century England. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I didn't realize they were so woke. 
And this this is great. This is such a good answer. Uh, this land is your land, Woody Guthrie. Yeah, it is. Um, and I did you know this is tying into our, our last superlative show, our hate song show, because someone brought this up. But did you know that he wrote "This Land Is Your Land" in response to the song "God Bless America" mm-hmm. because he was tired of hearing Kate Smith sing it on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's great. A song fueled by hate and made into another protest song. It's wonderful. That is um, good. I did, I and I yeah, I looked up, there were, like, all these original lyrics to the song that got stripped out. There was a verse wow. that said, um, there was a big high wall there that tried to stop me. The sign was painted private property, but on the backside, it didn't say nothing. This land was made for you and me. Wow. Still relevant today. It is. And also, the original title was not This Land Is Your Land. It was God Blessed America, because oh. the hook was God Blessed America for Me. Making ah. fun of the selfish jingoists. Wow, I didn't like know. Kate Smith I mean, I, knew, I didn't know it was like I didn't know it was spurned by that like hate thing. Making fun of the patriotic bullies. There was a big high wall there that tried to stop me. The sign was painted, said private property, but on the backside it didn't say nothing. This land was made for you and me. Edwin Starr's War is pretty cool. Oh, War. That's a great answer, too. That's a good one. That was also on my list. That's, I don't know. Good God, y'all. Say it again. Say it <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, what else do I have? The Beatles Revolution is also a pretty good one, which I think is an interesting story because it's kind of protesting the protesters because yeah. he didn't like what he was saying with the protesters. He was like, peace, peace is cool. Yeah. That's what John Lennon is doing. And in guess. America, they're like, burn this shit to the ground. That's right. That's how we like, protest here. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of if there's any other one. Um, well, there's fuck the police, of course. Oh yeah, in that's uh, that's yeah, that, pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, if you don't know what that's about, that's a hardcore protest song. Yeah, I mean, it's I think it's just interesting. Like the air, well, um, Rush has a very has some pretty good politically woke songs. Really? Oh yeah, like I mean, for like ca- Canadian politics or yeah. There's no like outright protest song of theirs, but like they. They're very politically aware. You know, subdivisions, like talking about like the terrible suburban youth, yeah, which is pretty good. Working man, which is like the corporate drone. <laughs> uh, free will, which is against organized religion. Yeah. Okay, if we're gonna go like that route, do, could you consider "Ants Marching" by Dave Matthews Band a protest song? No, because Dave Matthews sucks. <laughs> Sorry. I, mean, <laughs> I, guess he's, I guess he's not really protesting I mean, anything kind of, other, I mean, than people, other than people who he thinks are lame. There so. are a lot of songs that are very politically motivated yeah, I think, I think that aren't necessarily to, protest songs. Yeah, I think for it to be a protest song, it has to be subversive in some way. It has to be against an institution that is bigger than the artist. Is There's that also Yeses Don't Kill the Whale, which I was talking about this episode too. And somehow I hadn't heard. Yeses Don't Kill the Whale is fantastic. If you're into prog rock, one. <laughs> a terrible video made in 1978 where they're like standing on the water with whales coming in but it's about not killing the whale i don't know if you could tell from the oh, title yeah it's a it's a pretty good protest song too i don't think anyone cared about it but i do and it's a really funny video if you ever get on youtube don't kill the whale yes it's don't Worth kill the whale it. any final thoughts on protest songs um i don't know i think maybe i should have picked um sun city to begin with maybe yeah, being like stevie that, wonder that's a great answer Considering that I just went on a rant against Stevie Wonder on Twitter the other day about like how so much of his music is terrible. <laughs> but it is. But that song wasn't. I love Stevie. Stevie's great. It's just his big stuff in the 80s was bad. 
It was bad. <laughs> See, that's the best Stevie Wonder to me. But that's what? another that's another show. Yeah. I just called to say you are wrong about that. <laughs> I just called to say that song has an Amiga computer in it doing a computer voice, and uh, that is the most eighties thing you could possibly do. I'm leaving. You go on, Stevie. <laughs> There's a song about, I hate. You're about to be my part time co host. <laughs> All right. Good luck getting him to drive here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. That's our protest songs episode, our superlative song. Tweet us. Let us know what your favorite protest song is. And tell us what you would like to hear for these special uh, future yeah. uh, every 10 episodes uh, superlative shows. We don't really know what to call these superlative shows, whatever. But tweet us. Let us know uh, what you want to hear and what your favorite protest songs are. Yeah. So with that, you can find us on uh, Twitter at Offbeat Tracks. And our website as well. We've got some cool stuff on there. Is it offbeattrackscast.com? You got it. So until next time, I'm Max. I'm Danielle. See ya.